Athletica rolls forward, races up on the outside of Sweet Ride as they turn. Extravagant Stars third from Vader Zane, then came El Padrino. Sajardin is four off the lead. Boldino in the middle of the ruck with a pink jacket. It's Sweet Ride resting the lead from Athletica. Then came Extravagant Star. Here comes the favourite Paris Dior and Sajardin getting into the work now, but Extravagant Star races to the lead and kicked away from Paris Dior. And Extravagant Star goes on to win the English Millennium. Second, possibly Paris. Dior just in front of Sajardin. El Padrino finished in fourth. Then came the seven seas from Fire and Ice Athletica. Sweet Ride Calgary Stampede from Emperor Vader Zamboldino dropped out from Zambezi River. Russian Assassin Pomade and the Wizard King was one of the last to finish. Extravagant Star was simply too good. A good beginning. Raced on speed. Kicked in the early part of the straight. Had some good chases there. Paris Dior and Sajardin but Extravagant star was too good, two from two. Tony McAvoy, of course, trains in partnership with his son, Calvin, and he's our first guest for 2022 on Past the Post. Tony, good morning. Good morning, David. How are you? I'm well. I was reading your comments post-race about this uh, this youngster, and what I'm gathering was uh, it wasn't totally unexpected, the win, but, but nevertheless a, a pleasant surprise. Yeah, I think that's right, David. Like, she... She's a filly um, that that we've liked, and I must say, when we purchased her, I never really thought of that much of her as a two-year-old. Uh, being by extravagant, we thought maybe back end two, but but she she just kept wanting to be in the front of the bus, and and we took her to Geelong. We we're reasonably confident she'd run really well there, and and she won, but she had to fight to do it, and and then the reports on that colt were very good. So we thought, oh, that was very good. And when, when um, you know, she had to do a bit of work early in that race, she rarely got enough, enough, much time to rest and then had to knuckle down and fight when that colt uh, had the restful run and came at her. It gave us enough confidence to want to uh, have a crack at a race like yesterday's race. Tane, I gather you've decided overnight or this morning that it's all roads lead to the Golden Slipper, that the Blue Diamond's effectively been ruled out and, and she'll stay in Sydney targeting the Slipper? Look, look, no decision's been made, but that's probably, uh, that's probably what I'm thinking at the moment. She's here. She's settled in well. She's been effective here. Um, Rose Hill's a different track to Ramwick, of course, but... But, uh, yeah, look, look, we've, we've just got to... First things first, uh, I, I just want to see the filly over the next couple of days. Uh, she'll make all the decisions for us. But uh, And then we'll talk to the ownership group. But, yeah, it's six weeks away. Uh, there's plenty of options to run her again uh, to make sure we can qualify her for the slipper. Uh, and, uh, and uh, yeah, we probably will go that way. But, as I say, no decision's been made just yet. Tony, you mentioned she's by extravagant, as the name suggests. She's a bit of a Queensland connection here. She's out of a mare, she's a Danica, who was a reasonably performed mare. Rob Heathcote trained her about a, about a decade ago here in Queensland. But with this win yesterday, I think you can take heart from the fact that the two horses that were chasing her home, Paris Dior and Sajardin, well, they're considered well above average, and she held them pretty safely. Yeah, that's exactly right, David. I mean, it was very hard for me to line the form up. Uh, I don't know the Sydney form that well, but the scribes here were telling me it was a very strong race and had depth in it. And the uh, second filly and the, and uh, the third horse were of, of a very good standard. So, 
to see O'Philly uh, come out at a second career start, first run on this leg when they were on their home turf, um, really um, filled us with a bit of confidence. It was a lovely little fill-up too, wasn't it, for, for Chad Schofield, not long back from Hong Kong. Can you tell us a little bit about the background with, with Chad and your family? Like Ch- Chad and, and your son, Kelvin, are virtually best mates, aren't they? Yeah, well, they're good mates. I mean, Calvin uh, was in Chad's wedding and, uh, and um, you know, I, I, I don't know Chad uh, all that well uh, except for to say good day. But um, his dad, Glyn, wrote a lot of winners for me when I was training up here in Sydney. And, uh, and um, when Calvin said that, look, you know, he'd love to give Chad, Chad the opportunity... Um, and uh, and I'm so pleased we did. You know, he was seven years in Hong Kong. You don't get to Hong Kong without uh, uh, being above average, and and no one could have ridden that filly better than yesterday. He summed the race up really well. He was very confident in the filly. Uh, he said to me during the week that he thought that she could win the race, and uh, and he was proved correct, and and gave her a very good ride. The time as well, considering we were on a soft five. We started on a soft six, went to a soft five, that 14.14. That's a good gallop. Just tell us the background tour in, in, in the uh, lead-up process. Was she an expensive filly? Look, I paid 150000 for her uh, at the Melbourne Premier Sale. And, David, she she was a filly. Uh, she's very flashy, beautiful colouring. But, but the thing I liked about her is... Every time I looked at her, which is I always look at them sort of half a dozen times before I am, was uh, her temperament never changed um, and her purpose. She had tremendous purpose. Every time she came out with the leader, she just rolled up, showed herself off beautifully and was a willing participant in everything she did. Uh, and that's a really good quality. Um, there's a lot of pressure on these young yearlings at the yearling sale, and they've got to be able to handle that. And uh, and she really uh, impressed me. Every time I looked at her, she kept upgrading herself. And um, and uh, I'm so pleased we bought her. We had to pay a bit of money for her, 150, uh, but I'm so pleased we did. Um, Tone, probably last one for you, just a, a, a sort of a generic one, I guess. Um, I'm not sure exactly how long you've been there. Might be a year or so, but that Ballarat uh, training complex you got with 100 odd boxes. That was a big move going there. But is it, do you feel a it's been you know great for training the horses, but b it's it's given you personally a bit of extra pep in your stepper, a new challenge and a new way of doing things a bit as well. Yeah, exactly. I, I, look, look, it was a step we had to take. I was at Flemington for about six years and. Um, 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 got up to having sort of uh, 60 or 70 horses at Flemington and it, it was a lovely place to train but it was a very expensive place to train and and something had to change and I went and looked at all the training facilities around Victoria in all the country areas as well as the towns and, and um, Ballarat was the one that stood out to me to give us the variety it needed and... Um, so, so uh, we made the move, and it's been fabulous. We've really enjoyed it. The horses have settled well there. It's um, it, it's uh, a good place to train, uh, and uh, the horses have, uh, are starting to really show their wares. Well, she was a triple-figure chance before the race yesterday, as far as the Golden Slip is concerned, at one hundred and one dollars. She's now at a fifteen, and uh, judging by what she's done 
She looks a live player. Tony, just before you go, I want to talk about Morpherville Park. She had a good day there at training treble. I was at Murray Bridge on Australia Day. I saw this horse Yulong Justify win, and a lot of people didn't sort of take much notice of the fact that he actually broke the track record there that day. He was dominant yes. and dominant again yesterday. He looks like he's got a good future. Yeah, look, he's a talented horse, this fellow. He won his first two starts really impressively. And then he lost his way a little bit, David. He sort of got a... He, got, he, he suffers a little bit of anxiety, this horse. And he, he, he became unruly in the barriers and, and his form went out the window. And we just did a lot of work on him just to get his confidence back and to get him get him enjoying it again. And, um, and uh, his last two wins have been fantastic. Uh, and the Magic Millions have a $120,000 race for two, for three and four-year-olds at Murray Bridge over 1400 on the 5th of March. So we'll uh, we'll go there and um, uh, see if he can uh, put three together. I have a share in a horse that's maybe owned for the same race, so you've now disappointed me as we had our interview this morning. <laughs> Sorry, David. That's all right. That's what, what racing's all about. But anyway, <laughs> congr- congratulations on yesterday uh, and... Um, Good times ahead. It's nice to have a, a player at this time of the year for the Golden Slipper. So we'll follow the horse with interest and we'll catch up soon. Thanks very much, David. Thank you for talking to us.